Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this will be the fourth talk in our visualization series on the heart. And I'll just speak about a few applications and a few tools that we find helpful. So the first thing I'll comment on is the aorta. One of the things we can do, of course, with volume rendering, as well as MIP and MPR, is get a very good look at pathology of the aorta. You all remember how we do this, of course, uh, with um, classic CT. With uh, 64 slice, what we're doing more and more of is gating. And so if you're looking at the thoracic aorta, particularly the root, you have to gate. But let me just show you an example where everything comes together. Patient, asymmetric pulses, classic example. This is a patient in their 40s, coarctation of the aorta. Look at that beautiful coarctation. Interestingly, the cost, intercostals are not dilated. Here's another view of that. And here's another series of views. You can see a very, very tight stenosis, classic location for coarctation of the aorta. Here it is with a curved planar reconstruction. Here it is with grayscale volume rendering. And here it is when I've edited both the MPR as well as the 3D volume rendered image. As you remember, patients with coarctation of the aorta can have bicuspid aortic valves in greater than 50% of cases. And so let's take a look at the aortic valve. And here's a good view of the aortic valve as well as the mitral valve. And then let's look a bit closer in cross-section. And there's a bicuspid valve. And let's look at it with some post-processing, nicely showing you reversing the ramp. Look at that beautiful bicuspid valve. And here's one more view of it in this patient with coarctation of the aorta. Again, a very important application. Now you may say, well, every application needs volume rendering or post-processing. I'll show you one that really doesn't. And that's looking at CT for myocardial infarctions. We are looking for changes in intensity of enhancement of the myocardium. Now perhaps some programs that will systematically do measurements and maps and pick up subtle changes will be helpful. What you're looking for, of course, are areas of infarction, areas with decreased, typically, perfusion. And one article, this article here by Nicolau, nicely showed that areas of infarct, the myocardium measured about 54 Hounsfield units versus about 117 in non-infarcted myocardium. And I'll simply show you one example very nicely here. So the low density is a good sign. The question is, how early of a sign is it on CT? Again, can you use CT like MR for perfusion mapping? That's something I think we're going to see looked at with dual source CT with some of the faster scanners, something that's very, very important. Now, I've mentioned all along the importance of post-processing. So one of the things we are seeing in cardiac CT is development of cardiac-specific applications. So whether it's quantitative measure of stenosis or LV function analysis or plaque analysis or chamber volumes or ejection fractions of polar mapping, these are things that are coming. They're coming from multiple vendors, but let me show you the one we use. Here is nicely showing you segmentation of the coronary arteries and showing you how you can use that as a step for analysis, a step for being able to look at the vessel, measure and grade stenosis based on the vessel area. We can use these tools for defining the grade, location, and type of stenosis and creating a report. We can use these tools for analysis of plaque and stenosis. Again, a very simple process. For a radiologist to use these techniques, they have to be simple 
and quick to use and of course accurate and reliable but these tools are now being shown and being used what about looking at the uh, cardiac chambers and looking for uh, volumes well again software allows you to pick the best uh, point of systole, the best point of end diastole, and instead of drawing circles around hundreds of images, you simply touch a couple images, the end systole, the end diastole, and then the computer comes in and draws a map of the ventricle. You can change that map if necessary. You can adjust that map if the computer's wrong, but you end up with these very nice the diastolic and systolic images of the ventricle, and then you create those three-dimensional maps easy to do volumes at that point. You can also do what's called polar mapping. There's a lot of interest in looking at perfusion and this is a way similar to nuclear medicine studies of getting that information. I think the thing you see is the importance of these perfusion type imaging uh, coming into radiology. PET CT is something we think about with cardiac imaging but just the whole process of where things are. I think it's important to realize that the success of any cardiac CT program, and this is something I mentioned in the first lecture, is dependent on many things. Selecting the right patient, doing the scan correctly, obviously we mentioned preparing the patient, and then interpreting the patient's study. Interpreting the study, uh, we have tremendous potential possibilities, but we need tools to really help us quantify things. Quantification is critical. CT is good at quantification. It's good at reproducibility. So really you want to make sure your workstation, your system has these tools and that you learn how to use them and you use them well. I think 3D visualization is a critical part of CTA across all applications uh, in vascular imaging but especially in cardiac imaging and especially in the coronary arteries and I believe that post-processing will define your true success long-term in cardiac CT imaging. And with that, I thank you for your attention and see you at the next lecture. Have a nice afternoon.